Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I'm your host, Reagan Rose. Well, today's episode, I'm going to be talking about personal project management. How you define a productive day. You know, you have those days where you come home and you think, that was a productive day. Why is it that we feel that way? Because I don't know about you, but for me, there are days when I've done a lot of things. I've worked all day and a ton of things have happened, but I didn't feel productive. So I want to explore that a little bit. And that question is, how do you define a productive day? What makes it feel productive? And what can we learn from that in how we manage our day-to-day tasks and our productivity? So I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Before I get into that, I did want to say, hey, I'm back. I didn't have an episode last week. I warned you I might not. And the reason for that is because I moved across the country. My wife and my dog and I drove from Los Angeles to Detroit, Michigan uh, this last week. It was a long drive, but we're here, we're landed, we're in Michigan and ready to start new things. So I've told you guys before, but if you haven't been keeping up with the show, I am no longer working for Grace To You, that's John MacArthur's media ministry, and I'll be starting on Monday working for Not The Bee, which is the non-satire component of the Babylon Bee. So I'm going to be working uh, with my buddy, Adam Fort. I actually just stopped by the offices today and got to check out the new digs. So I'll be starting there Monday, which should be exciting. So if you guys aren't already part of Not The Bee, go check it out, notthebee.com. Follow us on the socials and uh, you'll see me over there as well. But I will continue doing this podcast and my redeeming productivity stuff as well. So nothing to worry about there. And also, before we get into the meat of the show, I did want to, as always, give a quick shout out to my Patreon supporters. Thank you guys for making this podcast possible. And if you're not a Patreon supporter and you'd like to be, for as little as three bucks a month, you can help me continue making this program possible and also get access to exclusive updates. Uh, Just head on over to patreon.com slash redeemingprod. And also the $5 and up tiers there get some pretty cool little stickers that I made for Redeeming Productivity that I will mail to you. And you also get bonus gratitude from me. Okay, enough about that. Let's talk more about productivity. So what is it that makes a day feel productive? I was asking myself this the other day, actually, while I was driving across the country. I was thinking about how there are these days where there is so much, like so many things have happened. I've done a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? It's not like I was lazy or it's not like there wasn't much to do. No, I was incredibly busy, but I wasn't productive. And so I was just kind of analyzing in my own mind, what is it about the days where I feel productive that is not the case on the days when I do a lot, but don't feel productive? And as I was thinking about this, in the back of my mind, there was also rattling around this question of, does it really matter whether a day feels productive or not? Do you know what I mean? I kind of figured maybe you could have a productive day. You got a lot done. You accomplished a lot. And you just didn't feel like you did. And so that's okay. And I think that for me, oftentimes when I have one of those really busy days and I don't feel productive, I kind of try to talk myself into believing that it was actually a productive day. 
you know, I'll tell myself, well, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about your feelings about it. Just look, you did this, 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 and this. You should feel good about today. I don't know if you guys are the same way. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized, no, the very reason that you feel productive some days and not other days is because you actually were productive on the days when you felt productive. Okay, I'm being a little bit coy right now. So let me explain exactly what I mean, because this might not be profound to you, but this really opened up my eyes to something that I've been trying to implement in my own life. And so far, so good. So let's dig into this problem a little bit. We know that we want to be and feel more productive, but there are actual tangible benefits to feeling productive. The actual feeling of feeling like each day you got a lot done is not just something you need to kind of like stoically get over and not care about. It's good that you felt productive. When you feel like you're accomplishing things, you feel like you're being productive. It makes you happier. It makes you less stressed. You feel like you're on top of things. When you feel productive, it gives you energy and excitement to continue working the next day, right? You build up momentum when you have productive feeling days. And feeling productive also helps you be more present with your family or friends or in activities that are after work hours because your brain's not spinning on, oh, I didn't get anything done today or that thing's still looming. So I am convinced that the single thing that actually makes us feel like we had a productive day is in fact the thing that is responsible for all those positive feelings I just listed. And when you feel that you've been productive, that actually is the best sign that you really were productive that day. If you feel like you had a productive day, it's usually because you did. So here's the big secret. If you want to feel productive, you have to finish things. If you want to feel productive, you have to finish things. And when you think about that on its face, that's super obvious. That's like actually almost a, a tautology. Like to be productive is to finish things. Of course, you've, you've produced things. But hear me out here. This is why checklists are so helpful, right? When you have a to-do list and you're checking items off, that's why post-it notes work. If you do like a Kanban style for managing your projects and you see them move from one swim lane to the next as you finish them. This is why responding to email and moving it out of your inbox or archiving, it feels so good. You've visually removed something. You've visually closed a loop. A thing is done. It can exit your working memory and you can move on and you have the satisfaction of knowing that it was completed. And this is what you might call closing the loop. And I, I think that productivity is best gauged by how many loops we're closing each day. And what I mean by that is finishing what you start. So if you finish the things that you start, you won't feel stressed out. Start the dishes, finish doing the dishes. If you start clearing out your, your email inbox, Go all the way to the end. Finish clearing out your inbox. Did you read a text from somebody and then forget to reply? I do that all the time. Read the text, reply to the text right away. As much as possible in your day, try to only touch things once and then move on to the next thing. Close the loops as rapidly and as fast as you possibly can. Don't try to put things off till tomorrow. Just try to close the loops. 
and that will make you feel productive. So when you think about a day that might seem like it was productive, but it didn't feel productive, that's a bad thing. And I think the reason is those are the days where we've done a million little things and maybe we've never even had a chance to sit down because it was just so busy and we got so many different things happen and so many things got done, but we really did do a lot, but we didn't feel productive. And the reason is because unless we finish things, we won't feel productive. In fact, it'll leave you feeling more stressed. You might do a lot of different things. You might work really hard all day, but if you didn't actually finish any of those little projects or any of those tasks, or you finish very few of them, you will come away feeling drained and not excited about tomorrow. You won't feel productive. What I used to do when I'd have days like these is I would go home and I'd talk myself into why I should feel productive. Oh, look, you know, I answered all those emails or, you know, those emergencies came up. I put out a bunch of fires and that's okay. And, oh, we started on these, these three different projects, but it never worked. I could never really convince myself. I still felt kind of yucky. The more I think about it, the more I realize that the feeling of having a productive day is not just some illusion. When you feel productive, it's the best sign that you actually were productive. And it not only feels good to be productive, it's actually beneficial. But as I mentioned earlier, just completing any old task might make you feel a little bit productive, but might not actually put you towards your your goals. We can actually just complete things to trick ourselves and they can be a form of procrastination. So maybe I'm alone on this, but I'm guessing I'm not. Sometimes we complete the easy tasks on our list just to get that little dopamine hit because we don't want to tackle that big, huge, hairy project that we know we won't be able to actually complete today or in the next hour or without getting interrupted. And so it's much easier to do this small thing, right? Change the light bulb, check it off the list instead of, you know, starting on refinishing the deck or whatever on your house. So that's a temptation that we have to avoid because you can finish different tasks, but never actually be accomplishing anything. So what can we do to become more productive at those big, messy priority projects so that we can feel a sense of productivity each day, even as we're making progress towards our goals? So we're not just spinning our wheels. No, we're not just answering emails or checking off simple items off the to-do list, but we're actually making progress towards our goals and letting that sense of productivity propel us towards more and more progress each day. Well, I think the big thing we have to do is we've got to break down these priority projects, these goals. We have to break them down before we start them. Otherwise, we're always going to end up stuck procrastinating because you procrastinate when you don't know what to do next. And as one of my professors was fond of saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And so what I'm suggesting is let's cut the elephant up before we dig in. So how do we strategically break our projects down into completable chunks that actually make us 
feel productive as we finish them each day instead of stopping in the middle of a project. So let's take writing a book, for example. If you wrote down on your to-do list, write a book, that's going to be quite the large checkbox. That's a big task. And the reason that's a big task is it's not really a task, it's a project and a big one at that. And so how would we break it down? Well, write a chapter would be better, but come on, you're not going to finish writing a chapter in one day. I think if you're going to tackle something like writing a book, you need to ask yourself, what is the smallest unit of completable output that I can reasonably do each day to progress me toward my goal of writing a book? What's the smallest unit of completable output? Because again, what I want to do is I want to tie a little bow on it. I want at the end of each day to say, I completed this. It is behind me. Tomorrow, I'm going to work on this. I don't want to stop in the middle of a task or in the middle of a project where it's ambiguous how much further is to go, where I need to reorient myself the next day to the project of where did I leave off? What was I doing? You don't want that. That's going to leave you without a sense of productivity. That is going to kill your motivation. That is not going to energize you to keep going on the next task tomorrow. And now sticking with this um, example of writing a book, some people will tell you, well, here's what you do. Here's how you break it down is write a thousand words or maybe, you know, a certain number of pages each day, set a challenge for yourself. But I'll be honest with you as someone who writes, I've never found that very helpful. I've tried it before, you know, I'll I'll write a thousand words a day. The, the problem for me with this, and, and I think I'm seeing now why it was a problem, is I can write a thousand worthless words and be no closer to feeling any sense of completion. And also, at least with the type of writing I do, it has a lot of research, it has a lot of editing, it has a lot of refining. There's a lot of these non-writing components to my writing. And so doing these necessary tasks that are required to write my thing actually won't put me any closer to my goal of writing a thousand words per day. So I don't think that's helpful. And what if, what if you're in that part of the project where you're writing a bunch, you've already done the research and you write 3000 words, and then you go a week where you don't write that many words because you have to do research and all this stuff. It doesn't actually work. You haven't actually broken down the book writing process into completable units that you can actually accomplish each day. So how do I set up these completable units? Well, preferably what you want is units that you can complete more of one of in a day. So I don't want a distracting day to ruin my momentum, to ruin my streak and my sense of accomplishment and my feeling of productivity each day. I want to end each day saying to myself, yes, I got X, Y, and Z done. And that means tomorrow I'm going to start on ZZ. So for me, if I was writing a book, here's how I would do it. Here's my completable unit. Write a subheading. So I have an outline that has chapters and these chapters have around 10 subheadings in them each. And they're short chapters. And so on a good day, if I worked and wrote all day, 
I could reasonably write and edit to completion maybe two to three of these subheads and actually be done with them and say these are great because they're like basically a little article. Start to finish. Totally done. On a real day, though, I can probably at least do one. But if I just finish one, I will still end that day feeling productive and ready to tackle the next one tomorrow. There's no reorienting myself. There's no, what paragraph did I stop at? Or what what were the things I was going to look up next? I wanted to cite this thing and now I don't remember. None of that. Because I finished the smallest completable unit that I could and I moved on. And now that wave of motivation that carries me on to the next day and where I want, I actually wake up wanting to try and write one to three more subheadings because I'm making discernible progress. I'm, I am getting stuff done. I'm forgetting what is behind and I'm looking towards what is ahead. The problems come when I walk away from a half finished task. And I think that you'd probably, that probably resonates with you. The, the energy required to regain that momentum that you had when you stop in the middle of, of a project one day and try to pick it up the next, it's, it's too much. It's too hard. And, you know, I gave, I'm giving writing as an example, but this process, of course, can work for any large project, any project that takes more than a day to complete. If we just observe a few principles as we break them down into completable subtasks, I really do think you can make any project so that you're capitalizing on that feeling of productivity each day and you're making discernible progress towards its end each and every day. So let me give you some principles that I've come up with for breaking down your project into small completable tasks. First, make sure the project is something that should actually be done. We want to be making progress towards the goals that matter. So ask yourself, should I be doing this project? And if the project is worth doing, it's worth making a plan for. Second, make your subtasks well-defined. I said this a million times and I'll say it again. Procrastination is your brain telling you that you don't have a plan. When you don't know what to do next, you start checking Twitter. You start doing, like I said, doing little things like change the light bulb or checking email or things like that. When you have a really clearly defined plan, you know what the next thing is, then you'll keep going on it. So set yourself up for success by making your tasks well-defined. Third, make your tasks reasonably complex while still being completable. So if you set things up and it's too simple, then you're wasting your time uh, writing it down. But also don't make it too complex or you might confuse yourself or end up stretching it out so it's too long of a task that you could actually complete in a day. And that actually carries me into number four, which is create completable tasks that you could do three to six of them in an uninterrupted day. Why do I say that? Because you want this to work even when you have a bad day, even when you get interrupted a lot, even when everything kind of goes crazy, you want to have gotten at least one or two units of your project done so that you can enjoy that sense of progress. And so you come back re-energized tomorrow so that you 
go home feeling productive. And as you're planning these out and trying to break them down into these small enough units, three to six, make sure you're allowing time for your normal daily interruptions, email, phone calls, watching kids, administrative things, meals, that kind of stuff. But try to break them down so that you could do several of these in a day, even if you get interrupted. Number five, write your plan down. This way, you don't have to switch over to planning mode every time you go to work. So when you say, oh, what should I do today? Well, it becomes much easier when you've already decided what the next task in the list is. Then you just open it up and say, oh, what I should do today is work on X because that's the next thing in my plan. I create these plans. Usually, I actually use OmniFocus for this, which is like a a task management system. It's like Todoist or things or like reminders on your phone. You can make subtasks. I create little projects in there, and then I write down all the discernible chunks of each of those projects, and I just do them in order. You can do this in Notion. I've done that for some projects or you know, anything that allows you to make little check boxes and stuff, but you could do it on a piece of paper. Just write down what are all of the little completable chunks of your project that you need to do. Number six, and I think this may be one of the most important ones on the list, always finish whatever completable tasks you started that day. Even if it's just one, even if you have to stay late, don't leave the loops open, close the loops. So let me just give you a for instance. If you normally leave work at five o'clock and you finish a completable task at four o'clock, but the next one takes maybe about an hour or so to do, don't start it. Don't even though if in a perfect world, you might still finish at five, do something else. Check, answer some emails, do, do something else. Hear me out. It is better to do less in a day and keep the momentum going than to leave something undone and ruin that sense of productivity and that momentum for the next day. Because remember what we're talking about here, it really is long-term thinking. You have to get out of the mindset that it's about how much you get done each day. It's not really about how much you get done each day. What is more important is that we invest ourselves in routines that guarantee that we will continue to get enough done every day and do it in such a way that we don't fall off the wagon because it really isn't that helpful. If you have two or three really productive days and then you've burnt yourself out or you run out of momentum, you don't know what to do next and you take a month off of a project, were you really being productive? No, you weren't. It's better to invest yourself in a routine that's going to bear a little bit of results consistently over a long period of time. And then you will benefit from the compound interest of that practice. And number seven, which is the final principle for breaking down your projects into completable tasks. Number seven is experiment and refine. You might be overambitious at first, and try to plan to do too much each day, that's okay. Just break the task down further. Try it a different way. But every day, just try to create these discrete units of progress that you can actually finish in a day that move you closer and closer to your larger goals. This isn't rocket science, but I find it helpful to think this all the way through and think about the cause and effect relationship of these things. Because when I do something that may sound obvious, actually 
starts to become profound. I mean, you can imagine the progress you would make if you actually just really, truly did a little bit each day towards your goals. And if every day, I mean, just picture it and pictures every day you came home feeling like, man, that was a good day. That was productive. I didn't get everything done. I wanted to, but I made a little progress on that goal. I got that subheading written. I finished laying that many boards, you know, whatever it is, fill it in. Imagine how you would just progress from day to day to day off of the momentum of feeling productive every day. And also these plans you make, they can serve as templates for future projects. So if you came up with a plan, for example, like I suggested about how to write a book and that worked for you, then that actually makes every book you write after that even easier. And let me give you just a, it's another writing example, but it's slightly different. So I write a lot of articles. I write blog article type stuff, you know, things that are around 1200 words. And I rarely just sit down and write an article in one go. Because like I mentioned, there's too much research involved and there's editing and there's rewriting and there's times where I need to kind of talk it out and think it out. There's typesetting, kind of all the finishing work, all of that. And so rarely do I just sit down and pound out an article and be done with it. Plus, I only have about an hour, give or take, each morning in which I have to write these articles that I work on. So I really need some small, completable tasks that can keep me going from day to day, let me feel productive enough that I want to pick up where I left off and start again tomorrow and keep making progress towards these finishing these little articles. So here's my process in a nutshell for writing a blog article. And I have, let's see, six steps here. And I will do anywhere between one to six of them in a single sitting, depending on how much time I have and how things are going. But oftentimes I'll just do two or three of these in a day and you'll see they're completable, they're small, and they get me closer to my goal of having written and published an article. So the first step is I talk it out. If I have an idea or something, I either talk to myself <laughs> or I talk to a friend or more often I talk to my wife about a concept and that helps me to filter it and articulate it in my mind. Sometimes I'll use, I think I mentioned this recently, I'll use a program like Otter or Descript, which I'm actually using right now to record this podcast, which has transcription in it too. And so I can, if I don't have someone to talk it out to, I can talk it into something that will type it out for me. And then I can look at what I said as words and kind of reshape it. So sometimes that's all I have time for. I have an idea and I talk it out. But if I have a little bit more time, or I could even pick up on this the next day, I will take that little talk it out session and I will turn it into a full sentence outline, you know, just a sentence for each little bullet point. And then the third step, I write a first draft from that outline. Fourth step, I ruthlessly edit it and refine that first draft. And then the fifth step, I rewrite the whole thing as a second draft. I don't edit it into a second draft. I actually retype it. Sometimes I copy and paste sentences, but I actually read do the whole thing. And finally, step six, I edit the second draft, try to make it word perfect. I refine it and I publish it. Pretty simple, pretty standard procedure. I think probably most writers do something like that. But you see what I did as I broke it up into six sub steps, each of which is a completable unit in and of itself. 
any one of these or any three of these, if I start it, I will, I must, I tell myself this, you have to finish. If I start writing a, a first draft from my outline, I need to finish that in one go. Otherwise, there's too much reorienting that has to happen. But it's small enough that each of these only takes 10 to 20 minutes. And so I just block out the time and I focus and I finish it. Always finish it. And you can do this with anything. The point is just make some progress so that each thing can be finished. The point is you need to have discrete, completable steps that you start and finish each day. And each of those that you complete in a day will make you feel more productive at the end of the day, which will propel you into tomorrow for another productive day. And that's really all there is to it. I could give more examples, but I can't think of any. I'm sure you're already thinking of in your own line or in your personal life ways that you might apply this. And I would encourage you to do that. I really do think that as silly and small as this advice might sound, it is profound and it will change your relationship to your work and most particularly to your long-term goals and projects. Make sure that you are completing things, always closing the loops every single day. Okay, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you're not subscribed, you should. I'll leave a review if you haven't also. And if you uh, want to support this podcast on Patreon, go over to patreon.com slash redeemingprod and there's more info there. Okay, guys, it's good to be back. It's good to be talking to you from very cold Michigan. I will see you again here next week. But until I do, remember this, that in whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God. <laughs>